Welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. This podcast is presented by the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation and hosted by our CEO, Jamie Irvin. At the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation, we work with manufacturers, distributors, and repair shops who want to grow their business. Do you have a problem that you would like some help with? We have developed fault codes for heavy duty parts businesses, just like they have for commercial trucks. Find out how many fault codes your business has and how you stack up against dozens of other heavy-duty parts businesses. Head to heavydutyconsulting.com and schedule a meeting with us today. All right, let's start this episode. You're listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Urban, and this is the podcast where you are going to get expert advice about the heavy-duty parts that you buy and get informed about what's happening in the industry. This episode is sponsored by Zerk.Work. If you are a mobile heavy-duty mechanic, go to Zerk.Work and check it out. When I talk to people about additives, I get a real mixed response. Some people swear by it. Other people are very skeptical. Today, I have Mark Palud, who's head of the Canadian Division of XP3, here to talk to us about additives. Now, Mark is on the side of the road in his vehicle and has phoned in to do this interview, so you have to apologize. The audio quality isn't exactly what I had hoped it would be, but the information is good, so I hope you still enjoy our conversation. So I started the conversation by asking Mark why or what, rather, is the most common objection that he faces when talking to people about additives. Listen to his response in the rest of this interview. You're right, Jamie. Um, What people are getting when they're referring to additives most of the time is retail consumer-grade products. That's the stuff that you buy at truck stops or at uh, hardware, uh, hardware stores or parts stores. And what I've found is most consumers don't know the difference between an industrial-strength commercial-grade fuel additive and a retail consumer-grade additive. Okay, so what is the difference between those two? So the main, the main difference is a industrial-strength commercial-grade additive does not have any filler. A retail consumer-grade additive has filler. And it's as easy as checking the MSD sheet on the product to see how much percentage of filler is in the product. Now, the reason retail-grade additives use filler is because as retail consumers, we've all been trained that the bigger the bottle the lower the price, it feels like a good value. But if you were to, uh, let's say, hire somebody to to clean your warehouse, they're not using Mr. Clean that they buy from Walmart. They're using an industrial-grade cleaner that is super concentrate and has more components. The same thing is true with diesel additives. Okay, so industrial-grade is where you're going to get that quality you're going to get the ex the expected performance what kinds of gains do people get when they use the xp3 line so we see anywhere from a four percent to eight percent fuel economy gain seven percent seems to be the number that that i always come across when fleets do their independent fuel test validation now there's multiple reasons companies would want to use a diesel additive. Historically, it's been to prevent gelling and cold weather operability. Um, also, very recently, 
the new DPF filters systems, the tier four and the diesel exhaust fluids, a lot of fleets are having trouble keeping those systems running efficiently. And that oils all boils back to the quality of the additive that you're using can have a negative impact on your diesel particulate filler getting clogged up. If the additive itself burns dirty, that particulate matter will accelerate the clogging of your DPF filter, which would result in additional or more frequent uh, regen cycles and the lifespan of your DPF filter is less. And then there's also added lubricity for injectors and injector pumps, which is another big issue. But what we've seen uh, in the most recent history is the bio content in the diesel fuel today causes so many problems related to water, moisture, and poor combustion. If you don't have the ability to manage and control water or moisture in your fuel or in your bulk tanks, it will lead to major problems. And XP3 solves all of those issues. Okay, so when it comes to the when it comes to the impact that these products are having on the fleets, what I'm hearing you say is that when you're using this industrial grade product, you're going to actually see measurable improvements on your total cost of operation, lowering your cost per mile. Exactly. So for from a larger fleet, your input cost, so your cost to treat per liter, we call it a C TTPL, your cost to treat per liter will range anywhere from two to 2.5 cents per treated liter. In exchange for that input cost, you're going to get a double that amount in extra kilometers. And we still have not factored all of the other environmental related issues, operability issues, protection against water and moisture in the fuel tanks. All of those extra benefits are bonus. So it's a positive ROI product right from treatment one. And is this something that people should be using from day one with a new truck, or is this something that just is used with older equipment? It's all across the board. So anywhere that you have diesel fuel or diesel operated equipment, and you want the equipment to run better, smoother, you want to save money on both the operating fuel costs, but also the long-term maintenance costs. Um, It's, it works right across the board, regardless if the equipment is new or old. Am I going to run into any trouble if I have a new truck and I use XP3 in it and then something goes wrong, I have to take it to the dealer for warranty? Is there any issues there? So it's fully tier four compliant for warranty purposes. And the reason why XP3 will not void warranty Oh, by the way, the the manufacturer has a written guarantee that it does not void warranty. But the reason why it does not void warranty is in Canada, the the, um, industry sets a specification, the ASTM specification of fuel to be a certain level. When you add XP3 to that diesel, the ASTM spec of that fuel, the XP3 treated fuel is actually higher than the minimum spec. So you're burning a higher grade diesel fuel which is opposite of what you would need to experience should fuel-related problems cause a warranty issue. Now, in the U.S., we have a lot of listeners down there. Is the EPA got a similar standard, or what's the situation in the United States? Yeah, so the ASTM spec of diesel fuel is a a standard that is set by industry, and engine manufacturers will build their engines 
to run on that uh, stated spec fuel, but most fuel providers will meet the minimum requirements so that it's accepted by, by industry. But from minimum to premium or ultra premium grades of diesel fuel, there's a lot to be gained there when you're running above minimum spec fuel. You've been listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin. And today we've been talking with Mark Palude from XP3 Canada. And we've been talking about diesel additives for commercial trucks. Does XP3 have other products that it sells? So we have a gasoline-specific product um, that is meant for any spark ignition engine. Um, It has similar operability characteristics, except on a gasoline engine, you do not require an added lubricator. Um, And the treatment ratio is a little bit different. It's one part XP3 to 3,200 parts gasoline. The diesel is one part XP3 to 4,000 parts diesel. Um, That's another thing that I often caution our clients is if you're using an additive that on the bottle says it works for diesel and gasoline, that's a flag because diesel is a compression ignition fuel. Gasoline is a spark ignition fuel uh, and a very different characteristics. So there is not no such thing as one product that does it all. It has to be specific to the fuel that you're using. And what about heavy equipment that is diesel uh, engines like, you know, cats and loaders and and that kind of equipment is the xp3 line for them as well or is it just commercial trucks so on equipment that runs high load all the time we have a cetane boosted version of that product of the xp3 so it's xp3 cetane boost Um, equipment like dozers and even like ag combines tractors running in the fields they'll need that additional cetane boost the ASTM spec for fuel is minimum of 40 points, but a lot of the heavy uh, off-road equipment, they need mid-40, sometimes high-40 seating to operate at peak efficiency. So we have a seating-boosted version of XP3 available for high-load environments. One of the things I always recommend to my clients is that they test things. How would you recommend someone who's interested in looking at the XP3 line go about structuring a test for their commercial trucks? Okay, so we have four easy-to-use tests that anybody can do within 15 minutes against whatever additive that they've used. The first one is how much detergency value does the additive have? If you're running an additive, you want its ability to help keep everything on the inside of your engine clean back to original specification. So basically what the test consists of is you take a pop can and you t- an empty pop can and you turn it upside down. On the bottom of a pop can, there's carbon-based ink. If an additive has high detergency value, it will be able to break down that carbon-based ink. The next test you do is burn efficiency. So you take a torch and you light the additive on fire If the additive has a uh, clean burn efficiency, you will see a stable, clean flame. Um, If it does not, you're going to see black smoke and oftentimes particulate matter being emitted from the additive that you're testing. That's a problem, especially with the DPF filters being clogged up. The third test is what does it leave behind after it's burnt down? All you want in in a diesel additive is a clean, golden lubricating agent 
that left behind leaves that's behind after the burn, but that is not tacky. If the leftover residue is tacky, that can lead to injector stiction problems. And the fourth test is how does it behave with water and moisture? It's as simple as taking a plastic cup or a test tube, put the additive in there, put a few drops of water. If the additive is able to prevent water and moisture related problems, you'll see it break it down and dissipate. If it doesn't, you'll see it fall right to the bottom of the test tube. Awesome. And so that's something that's easy to do. Every fleet maintenance manager or mechanic can test that and they can, they can really look at the results. And like you said, in 15 minutes, so that's great. When it comes to testing mileage, I guess the important thing there is to have a baseline that you've already recorded so you can measure improvement based on where you were at the baseline to where you are now that you've introduced the XB3 into the diesel. Yeah. So in measuring fuel economy, the only place that you can really have 100% guarantee by removing all variables is on a dyno test. So on a dyno, there's no weight, there's no load, there's no driver behavior, there's no different fuels from one pump to the next. Um, so the bigger fleets sometimes, even though this product's been on the market around the world for over 25 years, with test documents from all over different countries, some fleets want to see for themselves how it behaves on their equipment. We strongly recommend a dyno test. If they're unable to do a dyno test, you need to have um, a long historical records of fuel economy on a specific vehicle that runs the same load, same driver, and does not have variations in the fuel economy being consumed. That is a good environment to then add the XP3 product and running 10 consecutive tanks to see how much fuel economy you're gaining. And then we also recommend doing an additional 10 tanks with our Cetane Boosted product for equipment that is maybe pulling heavy loads or um, driving upgrades. So the whole question of fuel economy, every additive out there says that they'll help increase fuel economy. Uh, again, the only true determining factor is on a dynometer. If you're able to extract more energy from the fuel, it will show up on a dyno. And if you want to further validate that, you do an emission test on the untreated fuel to measure the unburnt hydrocarbons, carbon dioxide, and oxygen levels coming out of the exhaust. And with the XP3 treated fuel that's burning more energy, you will see less unburnt hydrocarbons. So the emission test is kind of like the cherry on top um, to give a fleet assurance that, you know, they're getting a tremendous return on their input costs with the XP3 industrial grade additive. A lot of people don't realize when light crude oil is being processed at the refinery, 20 to 30% of it is sold to the market as gasoline and 30 to 50% is sold as diesel. The stuff in the middle that they cannot sell as gas or as diesel to the marketplace is what some of the additive comp retail grade additive companies use as filler. So you have to, that's something very important. If the, when you're doing the burn test on whatever additive you're using right now, if it's burning and smoking and has particulate matter, it's because it's not quite diesel and not quite gasoline. It's that stuff in the middle. So it'll still kind of burn in your engine, but it's not meant to be there at all. So very important fact for people to know.
Are some of this uh, testing and research or even just uh, videos to explain available somewhere? Where, where's the best place to learn more? So we've made a video compilation at videos.xp3.ca that will walk you through uh, multiple videos, examples, testimonies, uh, technical information as well. So videos.xp3.ca from any smartphone and you'll be able to trigger that on. It's on YouTube. Okay, so Mark, what we'll do is we'll put that link in the show notes. So anybody who's listening on the podcast, watching on the YouTube channel, they'll be able to click that link and be able to see those videos. Mark, thank you for taking some time. I realized today you were actually on the road and uh, had to uh, take this interview from your car. So I appreciate you taking that time, explaining to us the value of XP3. When it comes to distribution, what's the best way for us to find out if there's a distributor near us? You can call our toll-free number from our website. Um, we have all of the fleet brake locations across Canada sell and stock XP3. And depending on the different markets, we'll have heavy-duty truck parts stores, some uh, OE truck parts stores, Peterbilt, Freightliner, Volvo, depending. Um, and on the gas product, a lot of motorsports shops will carry it. Um, we have several motorsports shops that any, every time a machine comes in, they will treat it to stabilize the fuel because that machine might sit on their floor, showroom floor, or their yard for two to three months. Um, they'll pre-treat it with XP3 to stabilize that fuel. Um, and if not, we'll sometimes ship direct for large volume customers as well. You've been listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and this is the podcast where you're going to get expert advice about the heavy duty parts that you should buy and get informed about what's going on in the industry. If you haven't had a chance to subscribe to the podcast, go to heavydutypartsreport.com and subscribe today. Let's focus on lowering costs per mile, over-purchase price, and keep those trucks and trailers rolling. HCA Truck Pride is the heart of the independent parts and service channel. They have 750 parts stores and 450 service centers conveniently located across the U.S. and Canada. Visit heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride today to find a location near you. Again, that's heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride and let the heart of the independent service channel take care of your commercial equipment.